This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Every single time, get those goosebumps flowing, get that blood a-pumping, feeling good, feeling good. Kicking lifers, how you doing out there? Your Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hopefully, you've had a good couple weeks. I missed you last week. Took a little family uh, vacation, getaway to the lake, and I'll tell you what, it was nice. It was real nice, just spending some time with the kiddos and the wife there, and uh, got out on the boat and some sea news, and just had a good time. It was nice, and kiddos are back to school now. They started school this week. I've got a senior, a freshman, and then a third grader. So I kind of got them spread out across the realm there. But they're, oh, I don't know if they're excited about going back to school. Matter of fact, I know they're not. But uh, they're in it. They're at it. And uh, school has started. So you out there that have kiddos and if school started back, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know some parents, are they can't wait for summer to be over to get the kiddos off to school. I, on the other hand, boy, I'll tell you what, I, I enjoy that time with the kids. They grow up so doggone fast. And my 17-year-old, Austin, uh, I just cannot believe he's going to be a senior this year. I think, you know, it was just two years ago I was a senior. Maybe it was four, six, eight, ten, twenty-five. I don't know. It was a long, long time ago. But anyway, they grow up fast, so enjoy it, uh, those moments, and try and capture all those moments you can with the kiddos. And this little, it was kind of an impromptu trip. Wife just set it up, and we went down the lake, and man, oh man, uh, it was really, really good. And I was happy, uh, happy we were able to do it. So anyway, Hope you're having a great week. Uh, well, I guess you're going to hear this on Monday, probably most of you here. So hopefully your week's off to a terrific start. I want to start off today, a little shout out again to our friends at Become the Lion. Uh, they've got a great book called The Daily Lion, 400 Meditations on Success Mindset and the Art of Being a Lion. I've reached out to them a couple times and I just got a response back. So hopefully uh, within the next month or so, we'll have one of the gentlemen from Become the Lion on the podcast here. So Become the Lion Guys, thank you so very much for the book you've written and all the motivational posts and comments and everything else you post on Facebook and social media. Keep up the great work. I'm a huge fan and uh, hopefully, I'm, well, I'm quite sure a lot of our listeners are as well. So I'm going to start things off like I do just about every week with a quote from the, uh, the Daily Lion from Become the Lion. And it is, every person is locked into the world of their own imagination. So kind of chew on that for a second. Let's say it again. Every person is locked into the world of their own imagination. Let your imagination flow and chew on that one. And it goes on to say, if you think of yourself as one of, a, of life's losers, then you will be. Wow, good mindset, right? You know, what you think of, what you focus on magnifies. It goes on to say, but if you think of yourself as one of life's winners, chances are you'll find more success and opportunities than you would if you had a limited mindset of thinking of yourself as a loser. Now, I know losers are a big right hook of reality. That's what I really like about these guys from the uh, Become the Lion. You know, my tagline there, boom, right hook of reality. It's not being rude. It's just being direct and truthful. And I often feel sometimes when people, and, and there's always a way to connect with people. I'm not saying you have to be, uh, put them down, beat them down, be, 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 tongue-tied there. Be disrespectful because I'm not about that at all. But I am about, you know what, being honest, being truthful. Telling people, look, life's going to be tough. You know that. That's what this whole show is all about. But I want you to help. Uh, I want to help you believe in yourself, develop that confidence that, you know what, when, not if, just like the intro says, when life knocks you down, to have that confidence to get back up and take another shot at it. And in all reality, that is the huge, huge, huge difference. And actually, it's a small difference, but it's huge on a grandiose scale between successful people and unsuccessful people. Successful people continue to drive forward. They continue to get up regardless of how many times they've been knocked down. Most unsuccessful people, they get knocked down one time. They hit one roadblock, one adversity, one setback, something that knocks them down. And like, you know what? 
I'm just not going to do this anymore. That's what success is all about. Success is not the opposite of failure. Success is a part of failure. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess success is a part of failure. I'm all tongue-tied today. Holy cow. I'm just so pumped up excited because I missed you guys last week. Anyway, failure is a stepping stone towards success. And that's just what it is. So one more time, every person is locked into the world of their own imagination. If you think of yourself as one of life's losers, then you will be. But if you think of yourself as one of life's winners, chances are you're going to find more success and more opportunities. Now, I hear all the time people say, oh, he got lucky or you got lucky or she got lucky. Here's my philosophy on luck. Yes, sometimes good things happen to bad people and sometimes bad things happen to good people. Yeah, maybe that has a little bit of luck. I just think that's just how the world works. My philosophy on luck is this. Luck is, and I've read this in countless success books, and I truly believe this in my heart, luck is when opportunity is met with preparation. In other words, you prepare for that opportunity. So when that opportunity arrives, bang, you're ready for it. You prepare. And I've given the example a lot. I've been doing video blogs for, oh my gosh, I guess it's going on three years now. And I'll tell you what, when I first started off, <laughs> occasionally I'll uh, research and find an old one. Those things were a little bit rough. I wasn't as confident as I'd like to have been. And I definitely wasn't as, uh, and I'd say skilled, but you develop a skill over time doing something. They were tough, and I'm telling you, sometimes I would record it, and it would take 15, 20, or 30 takes to get a one, one-and-a-half-minute video out. Wow. But I was determined to do it, and I put it out there, and a good majority of the time I wouldn't get any likes, any shares, any comments, and I don't know how many times I just wanted to give up. It's like, well, I guess this isn't working. But you know what? I had a purpose. I'm going to keep doing this because I feel my gift, my God-given ability here is to use my voice my inspiration, my hyperactivity, my happiness, my positive mindset to inspire others, to believe in themselves, to respect themselves, to be who they were born to be. So that was my purpose. I had that vision, had that mission, had that purpose, had that why, and that's why I'm doing this. So anyway, it was we're doing the uh, video blogs, like I said, and then I'd get a trickle effect, maybe one or two likes, one or two shares. Yes, it would be exciting. I remember my kids, I would do a lot of video blogs at uh, the home office, and I would tell, hey, kids, quiet down. Dad's going to do a video blog, and they would come in and bless their hearts. They weren't trying to be rude or disrespectful. They were just trying to protect Dad, and probably because I, I you know what, the honest, I, I probably was whining about it, so I deserved it. They'd say, Dad, why are you doing these blogs? <laughs> yeah, you know, you get upset when nobody likes, and nobody shares them, and nobody comments on them. Why are you doing that to yourself? And I'm like, you know, part of me is like, oh, do I really? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. So I was vocalizing how I felt about it. And, of course, now they're trying to protect Dad, pretty much saying, Dad, nobody likes him. Quit doing them <laughs> in a respectful manner. But I stayed at it. And that's my whole point on everything we talk about with the Kick and Life show here is continuing to battle through. If you know in your heart it's the right thing to do and you know in your heart that this is your God-given purpose and this is what you're put on this earth to do, you're going to go through some heck. I mean, you are. You're going to get knocked down. That's just how it is but you got to get your butt back up and battle through. And that's what I did. Now, been going at it a while, and that's how this podcast was formed. I uh, ran into a buddy I haven't seen in a long time, Jim Cromer, and he had, he actually works here at Lineup Media. Brought up the idea of a podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's do this thing. Now, here's the crazy thing. We talked about it. We talked about doing it, but I kind of dropped the ball. I didn't follow up with him, and a whole year went by. And then a year later, just happened to run into him someplace, and he goes, hey, you're going to come in and we're going to talk about this podcast? I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And I took that actionable step. Now, was I a little nervous, a little scared? Absolutely. I'm a human being. And doing anything outside your comfort zone, or worse yet, doing anything you don't know a whole lot about, man, that brings a lot of fear. And there's an old saying, it's uh, more people are comfortable with the devil they know or the fears that they know than the devil they don't. Or, you know, the fears they don't. So stepping out and doing something you really have no idea, um, maybe not, you don't have a whole lot of knowledge about. Now, talking, giving speeches, the video blogs, I've gotten better and better as the time passed by. But having a podcast, I mean, that's, wow. I mean, to me, that's awesome. That's something I kind of always, I don't say I always wanted because, truth be told, three years ago, I didn't know what the heck a podcast was. <laughs> but now I've pretty much engaged and connected, not only the Kicking Life show here, but I've been on countless other ones. And I'm also a guest on the uh, Dallas Cowboys podcast. So it's cowboyspodcast.com for all the Cowboys fans out there. Check that baby out. It's a good one. Of course, you got to listen to the Kicking Life show first and make sure you share it with others and continue to build our tribe of positive, motivated, inspirational people out there. Because you know what? The negativity of the world, those negative demons, if you will, are, are 
closing in everywhere, it seems like. And that's all a lot of times social media and the news and everything else focuses on is all the bad that's in the world. Now, here's the thing, which is crazy as heck to me. If you think about it, I would have to say that 95 to 97% of your life is pretty darn good. And the world as a whole, I would think that, you know, 95 of it's pretty doggone good. We live in a free country. You know what? We've got clean water. We've got electricity. uh, We've got the right to do pretty much anything we want. I mean, within reason, things are pretty good. But darn it, that doesn't sell uh, ratings. That doesn't sell newspapers. That doesn't sell advertisement. So what does this media world focus on? That little bit of negativity. And I think most people enjoy the positivity, but it's being dwarfed out by all the negativity from, once again, the social media and the media networks and my views on, you know, CNN, Constantly Negative Network. And that doesn't mean just CNN, but that's a nice acronym for them. <laughs> it's any of the networks that continue to pound negativity down your throat. It's not good, but I tell you, people listen to the Kickin' Life show here. We got our tribe going. So share this, baby. Like it. Mention some comments. And we're going to continue to build this because my purpose, my mission, and I'm on a, a mission. I'm on a mission from God. There's the Blues Brothers for you, anybody out there. Anyway, is to make, not help, not hopefully, but to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And that all starts off with the mental side, the mindset, the positive mindset, the belief in yourself. And that belief in yourself, I'll tell you what, it, 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 you're going to be challenged. That belief is going to be challenged. It really is, especially if you've conditioned yourself to kind of hang out with people that complain, whine, and always have excuses for everything in life. That's going to be an anchor. That anchor is going to pull you down. That weight's going to pull you down. Now, I'm not saying don't try and help these people, but I'm telling you from experience, what I've done in the past, I've tried to help too many people, and in the process, I've hurt myself. And what I mean by that is if you're climbing the ladder of success, it's nothing wrong with taking one hand off the ladder to grab somebody else and pull them up. That's wonderful. And as you hear me say almost every single podcast, Zig Ziglar's line, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. So definitely, you have got to be out there, and your purpose has got to be not self-serving, but serving others. Kind of the Bushido Code, the Code of the Samurai, to serve, to help others become better, to give of thyself in order to help someone else become their best. However, there is a little caveat to that. You cannot allow yourself to be pulled down to the depths of where they're at in the process of trying to lift them up, and it will happen. It will happen. So you make sure you keep one hand on that ladder of success on that next rung, and if you want to reach another hound down, I highly recommend it to pull somebody else up. Great, but don't ever take that other hand off because if you do, it's going to be hard as heck to get back up there because you're a product of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. So if you're surrounding yourself with four or five people that are anchors that are constantly pulling you down, and before you know it, you're doing exactly what they're doing. You're talking the way they're talking. You're um, making excuses the way they're making excuses. Your mindset will be shifted. It'll be polluted. It'll be clouded. And we have a little thing in martial arts called empty your cup. And empty your cup means visualize you've got a cup of water. Now, if that cup is full, so your mind is full, and we pour any more water into that cup, what's going to happen? The water's going to splash all over the place, right? Of course it is. Empty the cup means you empty the cup. You either dump it out or you, you drink it and digest it. Now your cup is empty to fill it up with more knowledge. Same thing with the mind. When the mind is full and you've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of thoughts and the average person has, the average person, the normal person, <laughs> has anywhere between seventy and 80,000 thoughts a day. Now, if you're kind of hyperactive, ADD, and everything that I've got going on here, you probably got 200,000 thoughts. So there's a lot of things, boom, 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 flying in the brain at all times here. So if you don't have some shutdown time to empty that cup, it's hard as heck to focus and concentrate on anything. And I know that I don't say better than anybody because I don't know what anybody else is going through, but I know what I'm going through. So anybody else has difficulty focusing and concentrating, wow. But, of course, that's the other side. It's kind of kind of crazy how this works, and I know I just took a little sidebar here, but those who listen to the show all the time, you know that's how it happens here. That's that mind, bing, bang, boom, all over the place. But um, it, it can be extremely tough to focus and concentrate on one thing when you've got so many different thoughts. However, by having that, it also leads to the vision and creativity of being a successful entrepreneur. I know. But the biggest thing, and this is something my mentor, uh, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, hello, sir, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, he continues to literally pound this in my head here, 
Look, you have got to have some shutdown time. You have got to take more time to empty your cup. Your cup is extremely full and thou runneth over, if you will, all the time. And that shutdown time, and this is something I actually shared last night at the Academy, and we'll talk uh, um, in more in depth about it, but I'll just tease you a little bit, was all about taking, if, if you can, five minutes, maybe even ten minutes of getting up from your computer, if you work at the computer, or if you're a teacher, you know, stepping out of the classroom, whatever you have to do, to get that refresh time. Because think about your computer. When your computer is overloaded with stuff and it hasn't been shut down or restarted in a while, what happens to it? It starts slowing down. And then it gets really bogged down. And when it's bogged down, it doesn't work properly. Well, that's your computer. Your mind, the only difference when your mind and a computer, however much your computer costs, I don't know, $2,000, your mind is 100 times more valuable and... Uh, well, I don't want to say you bought a brain, but <laughs> if you think about everything it can do, it is far more valuable than your computer. But it also can short circuit, so you need to shut it down as well. Has some shutdown time. Anyway, kind of bouncing all over the place as we always do here, but my general theme, general message, and general point I'm trying to make for everybody here is do everything you can to help out others, but in the process of helping out others, don't disrespect yourself by letting yourself go. And that's something, you know, I speak about these things and I used to feel guilty about talking about some of these things that I feel like I need to hear the most. But then I heard Tony Robbins say, he goes, hey, the things I talk about the most are the things I need to hear the most. Because if I don't hear them myself, then I'm not bettering myself to become better. And therefore, I'm not giving my absolute very best to help my followers, my tribe become better. So, yeah, talk about the things you need to hear the most because I guarantee there's millions out there that need to hear the same message. And if you hear the same message out of your own voice, <laughs> you're probably going to focus on those areas to improve them to become better. So if it's good for Tony Robbins, you know what? I'm going to say it's probably pretty good for me. So I'm going to go with that. All right. So today's message, that was a little lead in, right? All over the place now, you know that. Today's message is all about bringing out your very best to be your very best. Now, this is a message... And since I can remember ever giving my, I don't remember what my first speech was. I've been a coach for, uh, seems like forever, hockey, baseball, football, and then, of course, in martial arts, and then also go as a PE teacher for 11 years. And I've had the opportunity to talk to literally thousands and thousands of kids and adults and other coaches. And it's kind of crazy how this is something I always loved to do, but I just didn't, well, you know what, I'm going to back up. You just simply don't know what you don't know. Well, I didn't know what I didn't know until I found out what I didn't know by surrounding myself with people that knew what I didn't know, you know, I wasn't able to really take that next step. And that next step has created the podcast here. It's created my book that's coming out. It's called Square Peg, Round Hole, Why Try to Fit In When You're Born to Stand Out. I'm a little behind on it, but hopefully we'll have an October, November release date, which will be awesome. Now, I know some of you, I promised you at the end of summer, I've hired an editing coach, a publicist coach, a writing coach, and all these other coaches to help me make the book even that much better. Now, once again, you don't know what you don't know. I'm happy with the content, but the book isn't flowing the way I want it to flow. So I want to hire some experts to make that book the absolute very, very, very best. And, you know, that gets back to humility. We talk about that all the time. There are certain things you just don't know and you're not very good at because maybe you haven't done it before. Well, I've never written a book before. I've written many blogs and uh, papers and little magazine articles, but never a full book. So this, this is a new one for me, but I'm extremely happy with where it's going. I'm extremely happy with the people I've surrounded myself with. It's uh, My Word Publishing. Oh, total rock stars out there. Great people to work with, and um, you're going to see the end-all product as soon as this book's out. Square Peg Round Hole, Why Try to Fit In When You're Born to Stand Out. Look for it. It'll be out, like I said, hopefully by uh, the end of October. Okay, well, moving on. The point I'm talking about here is bring out your very own best. Your, uh, your very own. Listen to me. <laughs> bring out your own best to become your very best. Now, it's something, I've, like I mentioned, I talked about. seems like my whole life, just that little thing. I always tell the kids, look. You do your very best, and I promise with all my heart, and I mean this sincerely, you will become your very best. And that's why I end every podcast and every blog and every speaking engagement with, hey, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Because I wholeheartedly believe in that with everything I am and every, every square inch of my heart. Because here's the thing. If you continuously put forth your best, if you continue, uh, uh, consistently develop that conditioned mindset that I'm always going to do my best, Gosh darn it, you're going to become your best, the best you could ever be. Why? Because you've conditioned yourself to do it that way. 
just like on the other side of the fence. If you condition yourself to just give half an effort, to do just do just enough. Oh, they're not paying me now, so I'm just going to do the bare bones minimum. Oh, you know what? Until they start paying me, I'm not going to do any more than I have to do. That's a horrible mindset. That's a limited mindset. Something Jim Rome said, which really connected with me, I'm talking right hook, left hook, uppercut, hook, throw a few kicks in there, definitely a good round kick, is this. If your focus is all about bettering yourself by putting forth your very best at every single thing you do, it's going to become a conditioned pattern, a conditioned habit that you do without thought. So instead of saying, well, when they start paying me more, I'm going to start doing more. Or, you know what, and, and I'm just kind of riding this job out until something better pops up. Man, you're limiting yourself. You are disrespecting yourself. So what? Maybe you are being disrespected by them. Maybe you are being underpaid. But your mindset should be, what can I do to better myself, to make myself more valuable, to make myself a hotter commodity, if you will? Because here's the deal. The people that are in demand, the people of value, I should say, the people of value will always be in demand, and your services will be demanded. People will know. You will step out from the crowd. You will step out from everybody else in that proverbial round hole that's complaining about being underpaid or not being appreciated or not being respected or they're entitled to this, entitled to that. Step away from that stuff. Start with self-educating yourself. Now, is it easy? Of course, it's easy for me to say it. Is it simple? Of course, it's simple to do. But what makes it so doggone tough? Because it's simple to do, it's also simple not to do. Now, I'm not saying start off and, you know what, read six books in the next five days. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, okay? Just like if you're wanting to get in better shape and you decide to go to the gym and work out for three hours one day, and then the next day you're like, huh, the heck with this stuff. Oh, my gosh, I am so sore I can't move. Well, one day isn't going to do it. Little bitty incremental steps, baby steps. Take that first step, then the second step. And I suggest, uh, um, well, the little bitty baby steps, but I'm talking about look at the end all that you're wanting to achieve months down the road. You're not going to see the success. You're not going to see the change today or tomorrow. You're not going to work out for three hours in the gym and then suddenly wake up tomorrow, jump out of bed and say, yes, look in the mirror. It's a brand new me. That's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. Okay. That's the right, right hook of reality. It's not. And you know what? The sad thing is at the end of the week, you're probably not going to see much of anything of anything at all. It might take two weeks, but slowly but surely, check, uh, 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 checking away there, just kind of one step at a time you're going to start to see a change. So here's the story I shared with the Academy last night. And uh, you know what? Let me back up just a step. This is what I had them do. We did a little exercise for 60 seconds. 60 seconds is all. Now, here's the thing. We all know there's 24 hours in a day. There's also one, well, not also in addition to that, but the amount of minutes, there's 1,440 minutes, and there's 86,400 seconds in a day, okay? You break those down, it's like, holy cow, man, that's a lot of time. It truly is. 60 seconds out of your 86,400 seconds. That's all I wanted. And what we did was we did five push-ups, five uh, uh, spear sit-ups. And the spear sit-ups, I never have people put their hands behind their neck to pull up. And the thing I always say is because, look, I know how strong kids and adults are. And a lot of times people just pull their head right off. I'm being goofy, of course. And then it gets that look. And that's what I always kind of shock value or make sure they're paying attention. I say, you pull your head right off, which isn't, isn't that bad. The, the bad thing is most people aren't medically gifted enough to put their head back on straight. So they walk around all day with a neck ache. Of course, I'm being silly. But the whole point is when you put your hands behind your neck, and especially if you've had an exercise in a while and you try and pull up, you're pulling on your neck and doing more damage than any kind of effective impact on your abs. So we do what's called spear sit-ups, which cross one hand over the other one there, uh, kind of in a spear fashion with your fingers out, and you sit up and just try and push your fingers between uh, between your feet there and try and t- uh, between your heels and past your heels. That's a spear sit-up. You're going to get a lot more out of it because you're focused on the abs, and then you're also crunching as you come up. So there you go. There's your sit-up lesson for the day. <laughs> the Kicking Life Show, we're all about everything here. And, yeah, I was a personal trainer for a number of years. I taught aerobics for, like, oh, my gosh, 15 years. So put that in perspective. I'll tell you what, that was a lot of fun, too. I enjoyed that. Anyway, um, five push-ups, five spear sit-ups, and five air squats. And then you repeat the cycle over again. So you get down, five push-ups, five spear sit-ups, five air squats. And you keep repeating that cycle over and over and over again to see how many you can do in in a minute. Now, I got the idea. My son Austin and I went to a conference in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Beautiful, uh, well, beautiful state there. Oh, my gosh. But then also, 
wonderful uh, learning experience there. And it was kind of cool going with my son um, just simply because, like I mentioned, he's getting older now. So these times with dad are, I don't know, sometimes coming far and few in between. Make me cry a little bit. But the, 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 um, the conference, they had this little workout. And the guy said, he kind of set it up here, I'm going to give you an eight-minute workout that you're never going to forget. And, of course, we're thinking, all right, well, eight minutes, what the heck is that? Pfft, you know, I'm used to working out for hours and this. Well, it was this workout I just told you about, the five push-ups, five spear sit-ups, and five air squats for eight continuous minutes. And you try and do as many as you can. You can't slop form. you got to, you know, be honest with yourself, and you got a partner counting there. Here's the deal. We did um, – my son actually beat me. We had different counters because, you know, I don't know, I wanted to make sure that we were both – not we would cheat each other, but there was no discrepancy on who won this thing because we had different counters. But anyway, I humbly admit – Austin beat me. He had, I guess, I think right at 300 reps of, you know, combined all the motions together. And I was just under that at 275 maybe. Anyway, he, <laughs> so Austin, if you're listening there, he went out and puked right afterwards. So that had to have cost him like 25 reps. So I'm still going to debate this thing. Maybe I won this. I, I don't know. But the truth be told, he did go <laughs> throw up afterwards. He was hammering it out. But he comes back and goes, oh, my gosh, that's the hardest eight minutes of my entire life. So I got the idea from that. But last night at the Academy, we just talked about a minute, 60 seconds. That was it. And to be honest, I was pretty impressed. Most people got um, – the average was probably about 35, 40. Most people got – 60, a few people got a little more than 60. And what that is, that's one exercise a second. Yeah, now, of course, it was only one minute. Your pace was going to slow down with the one minute you add on to that. But I said, you've got 86,400 seconds in a day. Can you imagine if you just took 60 seconds and hopped in the floor and did that? And you did that twice a day? Holy cow. And I know, well, 60 seconds. Boy, that's a long time. Is it really? Well, if you think about it, we've been on the podcast here for, well, Almost 26 minutes. I don't know how many seconds that is. I don't have my calculator here. I can tell you there's 86,400 seconds in a day, but I'm unable to add this up right now. But anyway, and I said, you know what? Let's back it up even further than that. How about this? How about you condition yourself and you make it a habit that three times a day, you're going to hop in the floor and just knock out 10 push-ups. And so we did 10 push-ups. It took, most people could do, uh, um, you know, more than 10 push-ups in 10 seconds. Some people couldn't, and that's okay. It's all about starting off. You can only do one doggone push-up. One is better than none. Two is better than one. Three is better than four. And you see where I'm going with this thing. Continue to add one. If you just do one push-up every day for a week, and then next week you add two, you're doing a heck of a lot better than not doing any at all. But anyway, think about this. You jump in the floor. You knock out 10 push-ups. Takes you 10 seconds. Later on in the day, get up from the desk jump down there, knock out 10 more. And of course, you're probably saying, holy cow, my people in the office think I'm freaking out here. If I'm on the job site, I'm doing this and that. You know what? Don't worry about them. This is about bettering you. And I almost guarantee after everybody's, they're going to probably laugh at what the heck is he doing? You're going to have two or three join you. They're going to ask. And like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. And you can create your own tribe of doing that. Can you imagine the whole office down there every hour doing 10 push-ups? That would be cool, right? Anyway, don't worry about them. It's all about bettering yourself. But the point is, you take 30 seconds out of your day, out of your 86,400 seconds of your day, take 30 seconds to do 30 push-ups a day. How many push-ups is that a week? 30 times 7, 210. Woo! Holy cow! Two weeks, what do you got? What is that? 420. 840 for the month. 840 push-ups for the month. You don't think at the end of a month you're going to see a little bit of change? You doggone right you are. And the change you're not going to be able to see is the change that everyone else is going to see, but they're not going to see it with your they're going to see some with your physical physique, but it's your attitude, your mindset. You're going to be happier because when you exercise, when you do anything, there's this chemical called endorphins that are released in your body. Endorphins are your feel-good chemicals. They it's like rewarding you for taking care of you. It's like saying, "Hey, great job. I'm proud of you." Let's do that again. Now, if it's so doggone simple, why don't more people do it? That's the question I get asked all the time. Of course, I really don't know. I do know. Because it's so doggone simple to do. Once again, it's so doggone simple not to do. I don't have time. I've got this going on. I'm too busy. I don't feel like it. Well, they don't feel like it. Here's, here's your big right hook of reality. Are you ready for it? You're never going to feel like it. What? You're never going to feel like it. But do it anyway. 
That's all part of believing yourself to become your very, very best. The best way to do that is set up a big time goal. The reason I'm doing this is because I've got to go, I'm going to have a, I'm going to do a thousand pushups this month. And at first you're like, holy cow, there is no way. Well, I just told you I'd do 840. All you got to do is add 160 more to that. Bang, there's your thousand. Simple little bitty steps. That's all it takes. But it all starts with that mindset, the belief in yourself, I'm going to do my best. Now, Kind of mentioned that, and of course, eyes are like, what the heck? So we did it again for another 10 seconds, and we did it again. But it was good because they got it in. And I said, now, how long did that really take? It didn't. Now it's a matter of doing it. But here's what happens. You may do it today, and you go, yeah, you know what? I'll skip it tomorrow. I'll skip it the next day. You know what? I'll I'll do three times the amount uh, tomorrow or the next day or the end of the week. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Little bitty things along the way. Do your 10 push-ups three times a day, four times a day, five times a day, whatever it is. Now, push-ups are just one example. If you don't want to do push-ups, you could do air squats. But I hear you know, a lot of guys all the time, oh, I used to be able to do 100 push-ups. I can't even do five now. Well, try. Push yourself. Try and do five. And then try and do five more. And ladies, if you, if you don't like the push-ups, I, mean, I strongly suggest it. It's a good, uh, good exercise for toning. It also, it's not a direct exercise to work your abs, but if you keep your back straight like you should with push-ups, it's putting resistance on those abs. So it's kind of a hidden workout there. And if you don't like that, you can do the spear sit-ups or the air squats, anything to get you moving. And you get that uh, endorphin release, feeling good about doing something for yourself. So back to, we're talking about doing your best. It all kind of revolves around together. Obviously, the more you do for yourself, you're putting forth your best effort to come produce, if you will, <laughs> the very, very best you. Here's the thing about doing your best. There are things we don't like to do, there's always going to be things that we don't like to do. There's always going to be things we don't feel like doing. That's life. And my mentor, Keish Kovar, told me about a story that his father told him about when he was a teenager about cutting grass. And his dad said, he goes, ah, or Keish Kovar says, I really don't want to cut the grass. And his dad said, well, you don't have to want to or not. You don't have to feel like it or not, but you got to do it anyway. So no sense fighting it. Get out there and do it. Well, what, what does that mean? Well, that means this. There are things you have to do in life. I don't like paying taxes. (laughs) I don't like paying bills. I don't like uh, dealing with paperwork. And then sometimes we've got some parents that um, don't understand why their kid didn't get their belt. Well, their kid didn't put forth their best effort. And that gets back to the best effort thing. We set the kids up for success, but doggone it, they have got to earn the belt. And that's all about putting forth their best. Some days we have it, some days we don't. But it's a conscious effort. And everybody makes mistakes too. We forget stuff. But a conscious effort to put forth your best. If you don't put forth your best, then I'm not going to reward you. That would be false. That would be a lie. It would go against all the principles of honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. Now, we'll do everything we can to help the kids achieve that belt and achieve that next rank. But inevitably, they have to take the test. They have to do it. Why? Because if we set them up with false hope and they go on the playground and think and they, they've got this thing, which they truly don't and they didn't earn, and some kid knocks them out, my gosh, how horrible would we feel? Because we set them up for failure. We set them up for success, but yet we make them earn it. And I think that's what's really lacking in today's society. Now, that's something for a whole other podcast. And everybody, I think all our fans out there and our tribe and our our followers, you know how I feel about the everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets a belt. I I think that's not only weakening the mindset, but it's also taking away all the hard work and effort for those that really put forth the effort. And then also by rewarding those that didn't, they know in their heart they didn't earn it. So that little bitty joy that they got because they got something is quickly diminished by them knowing, you know what, I didn't earn this. Now I feel even worse. So that's like I mentioned, a whole other podcast. My whole thing I want to get back to because I keep circling off is all about believing yourself, doing your very best, condition yourself to do your very best, to become your very best. But you have to develop that. You're going to bring it every single time. So back to the cut in the grass. You may not want to do it, but you got to do it. And when you do it, especially the things you don't like to do, you need to focus on doing your best. You're like, well, I don't like doing it anyway. Why do I got to do my best? Well, here's the reason. If you don't like doing it in the first place, you sure as heck don't want to do it again. So if you don't like doing it now, you do a half an effort, you don't do your very best, and you have to repeat it and do it over, oh, gosh. The example I gave last night with the kiddos, I said, hey, school started back. Who enjoys homework? And we had, unbelievably, <laughs> two or three hands in each class go up. I'm like, really? Okay, all right. So and then I said, all right, who does not like homework? And that's when all the hands and legs and everything else went up. And I said, well, here's the deal. 
You may not like it, but you got to do it anyway. And I told him the KSU Kovar story about you may not want to cut the grass, but you got to do it anyway. But I said, here's the thing. Even though you don't want to do it, even though you don't feel like doing it, you need to put forth your best effort. And I said, why do you think that's important? And some of the kids would say, well, because it's important to get good grades. Well, it's important to do your best. I said, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's the message I'm uh, trying to get across here. I said, but it goes a step further. If you don't enjoy doing something one time, you're sure as heck aren't going to enjoy doing it a second time. So make sure you do your absolute very best the first time so you don't have to repeat it and do it over. It's done and over with now. You did your best. It's perfect. Or, you know, it may not be perfect, but it was your best ability. You can move on. And example I like to give, and it's kind of phasing out now simply because children's cough medicine it tastes like candy nowadays. But back when I was a kid, we had to take cough medicine. Oh, my gosh. Was that stuff terrible? Oh, those, those can relate. Well, I'm sure everybody that was born back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The point is, if mom would stick that spoon of bleh in my mouth and I would regurgitate it up or puke or whatever would happen there, guess what I'd have to do? I'd have to take another dose of it. Man, I hated it the first time. I sure as heck didn't. I mean, my body obviously hated it too, so I had to take it again. So some things you don't like doing, there's a lot of things you don't like doing, and, uh, and a lot of times you don't feel like doing it. Still condition yourself, push yourself to do your absolute very, very best so you don't have to repeat it over. But the biggest lesson I want to get across here, when you condition yourself to always, you have that mindset that I believe in myself, I want to respect myself, I'm always going to put forth my absolute very, 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 very best at this, even if I don't like it, even if I don't feel like it, you're setting a pattern. You're conditioning your mind to, that's the only way it thinks. Always do my best. Always do my best. And obviously, if you're always doing your best, like I started it off with, I promise with my heart, everything I am, that you'll become your best. Now, that leads into the next point, your best. It become your best. I'm going to say it again, to become your best. You can only be the best you you can be. You will never, ever, ever, never, ever be as good as, as someone else. You'll never be as good as, um, I always give the example in the studio, as, as Tanner. And Tanner, Tanner, you'll never be as good as Connor. Connor, you'll never be as good as Tyler. And Tyler, you'll never be as great as Caden. And Caden, you'll never be as great as Samantha. And Samantha, you'll never be as great as Madeline. All around everybody. I said, but guess what? They will never, ever, ever be as cool, awesome, terrific, wonderful, excitable, awesomeness as you are. Why? Because they're not you and you're not them. So focus on being the absolute very best you can be. And the only person... The only person you should be in competition with is the person you were yesterday. If you're a better person today than the person you were yesterday, that's all you can ask for. And then today feel good about, you know what? I feel better about what I did today. I made some accomplishments. Yeah, I'm better than that person yesterday. So now I'm going to go to work on tomorrow to make sure tomorrow I'm better than I was today. If you develop that mindset, and that all starts with your absolute very best at everything you do, that sense of... Uh, accomplishment, that sense of satisfaction, that sense of joy. Yes, that's that's the feel good. That's the feel good chemicals. That's the feel good vibe. And there is no way, no way to replicate that unless you feel it in your heart that you've done everything you can do. Now, backing up here just a tad bit, something I've been plenty guilty of, and I think most you know uh, motivated, successful people, visionaries. I think this is a problem with a lot of us out there. Is we oftentimes forget to count, respect, and appreciate the successes we've had. We're always focused on the next goal, the next vision, the next dream, you know, where it's going to take me next, which is great. You know, evolve or dissolve. If you don't continue to evolve, you're eventually you're going to start dissolving. However, I suggest, and I'm telling myself this too, every once in a while, you always hear the saying, stop and, you know, have a cup of coffee, smell the roses, and you know, enjoy where you're at. Enjoy it. Don't Get come, become complacent because complacent, boy, that's hard as heck to get restarted again. But every once in a while, stop and say, you know what? Wow, I've come a long way here. I feel pretty good about this. Reward yourself for that. Bask in the moment and then get it going again. It's you know kind of the, the opposite, the two evils there. One, you never focus on your successes and you're never satisfied. Two, you focus too much on your successes <laughs> and you become complacent. So it's a delicate balance, just like everything else in life, right? But I often find that uh, other successful uh, people I talk to, entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, 
they, they fall in the same trap. They don't stop a little bit and look around and see how far they've come. And I know I'm plenty guilty of that. So if you've run into that before, just take a second. Look, you know what? I got a pretty good thing here. I got a pretty good family going. I got a really good job. I've got um, the ability to listen to this podcast. You know what? That's good stuff. But then get that train rolling again, okay? Save the moment, but then keep rolling forward. I know it sounds like conflicting uh, stories and messages there, but I think you get exactly what I'm talking about. And the law of inertia, you know, once an item's in motion, it tends to stay in motion. Once it's at rest, it tends to stay at rest. So keep that thing going. So I give the example all the time. If we've ever had to push a car, getting that doggone thing started is hard as heck. It's like, oh, I can't get it going. But once you get it going, doesn't make it uh, easy, but it's a heck of a lot easier to keep it going than it is when it stops and I have to restart the doggone thing. So anyway, what's the message of today? What's today's message? It's all about bringing out your very best. Believe in yourself. Believe in your God-given abilities, knowing that no one else is like you. No one else is cool as you. No one else is as awesome as you are. No one else has your special talents, gifts. No one else has your heart, your mind, your physical features, your mental attributes. Nobody else has those things but you. You're one. And I posted on my Facebook page today. You have to check that out. If you don't follow me, it's Rich Grogan is my personal page. And uh, um, I, I try and accept everybody I can. The other one, uh, the fan page, is Kickin' Life Guru. And it's K-I-C-K apostrophe N, Life Guru. And of course, we got our podcast page, Kickin' Life Podcast. Same thing, K-I-C, K-I, what is it? K-I-C-K, apostrophe N. That's the N, kick in. Life, L-I-F-E, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, dot com, Kickin' Life Podcast. And of course, while I'm giving out the plugs here, you can find us at lineupmedia.fm, of course, on Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And as a reminder, Make sure you like, you comment, and you share this thing. Share these things with others because we want to spread that inspiration. We want to spread that motivation. We want to spread the positivity to help our world become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. So going back, we're going to wrap this thing up here in just a few minutes. Believe in yourself. Do your absolute very best. Condition yourself. Do your very best. But only compare yourself to the person you are today, not Uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) I got sidetracked. Compare yourself to the person you were yesterday with the person you are today. And if you're better, man, slap yourself on the back, say, good job, let's keep this moving. If for some reason you're not, don't beat yourself up because then you already feel bad enough about it. Don't pound yourself in the ground. Just say, hey, you know what? I expect a little bit more out of you. Have that little face-to-face in the mirror there. And uh, whatever you need to do to inspire, encourage yourself, listen to this podcast again to kind of pick yourself up so tomorrow is going to be a better day to the day. Better day than today. Boy, I am tongue-tied today. Today, today, today. But the worst thing you could do is compare yourself to someone else. And here's something I've read countless times, and I shared this, I don't know, countless times. It's better to be a one and only, your best one and only, you, 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 than a cheap replica of somebody else. Yeah, but but that person's so successful. That person is so great. That person, you know, I aspire to be like. That person I want to be like. I wish I was that person. No, you don't. You have no idea what that person's going through. You have no idea what they went through to get there. And the thing about problems, and you hear, heard me say this on countless podcasts too, it's kind of a repeater here on this one. <laughs> Everybody's got problems. You know, until we walked in somebody else's shoes. How many times you heard that analogy, right? Yeah, it's old cliche. But the thing about cliches, if they're old and they're still around, they must have, they warrant some meeting, right? They must have something to them. Everybody's got problems. Your problems seem big. I get it. But I almost guarantee, I'm going to guarantee it. If you traded your problems with somebody else, you would, in a heartbeat, want your problems back. You know what? <laughs> I thought I had it rough. Holy cow. Give me my problems back. Come on, give them back. Get back, back, back. That's just how it is. I know, but sometimes we that we focus on our problems because they're happening to us and they're personal to us. I get that. And that here's the thing, though. Only you can control those problems. And you can't control them by whining and complaining about it. Oh, the world's so tough. I've got all these problems. No. What, do you, what you focus on, what happens, everyone? What you focus on magnifies. So you continue to focus on all your problems. I guarantee, and this is a guarantee, I'm going to put a stamp on, a right hook, a reality stamp. You're going to have more problems. Because why? Those that listen to the show a lot, you want to, you understand the reticular activating system. What? The reticular what? The reticular activating system. That is your filter in your subconscious mind that brings into focus what you focus on. And you've heard this countless times, the car example. You buy a new car, drive off the, the, um, the lot there, and what happens? You see your car everywhere. Yesterday, these cars weren't around. Today, they're everywhere. 
That's because you're focusing on your car. It's something special to you right now. So you're thinking about it. So what's your reticular activating system do? It filters out all the other 80,000 thoughts you had in the day and focuses in on the one thing you're thinking about now, my car. So same thing can be told about negativity. You start complaining, whining, talking about all your problems. What's your reticular activating system activated to do? He wants more problems. Focus on problems. Filter out problems. Give him some more problems. I know it sounds crazy. That's how the mind works. That's how powerful the mind is. The mind is put in place to protect you and to protect you because it wants to give you more of what you're thinking about. The reticular activating system is non-biased. It doesn't know good from bad. It doesn't know, uh, you know, good from evil. It doesn't know what's helpful or hurtful. All it knows and its only function, its only job is to bring into focus what you focus on. Now, wow. Now, I could give um, speeches on hours on ends of the particular activating system, the subconscious mind. I tell you, so when I first heard what that was, and I had the same uh, reaction that most of you probably had, the reticular who, what? Yeah, I had no idea. I'd never heard of it before. But once I heard that, I was at a conference. Oh, my gosh, I dove into that, and I'm like, this is amazing. And it truly is because what you focus on magnifies. What's on your mind? And you think about it, if you're thinking about garbage and filth and yuck and all the things that are wrong with the world, you're going to see it everywhere you turn. However, you flush that out. And some of us, and I'm plenty guilty of it, I had a lot to flush out. Matter of fact, you know, there's still some, <laughs> if you ever weeded a garden, those doggone weeds always seem to pop up all the time. You're like, God darn it, weeds, they're going to keep popping up. You got to keep fighting that battle, okay? It does get easier with what you put in your mind, but they're always going to be there. So you start putting positivity in. And before you know it, you're seeing more positive. You're seeing more positive. And it's like, son of a gun, were these positive things always here? They were. They were just outside your reach because your reticular activating system was focused on doing its only job, bringing in the negativity. And that's the same thing we started the podcast off about in the whole message of this podcast. Believe it in yourself. Bring out the best in yourself to always do your best. And if you continuously say that, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Kind of that affirmations to yourself. You're telling yourself what you're going to do. You're feeding your subconscious mind with that. That reticular activating switch uh, flips on and says, hey, he's going to do his best. Let's set him up for opportunities to do his best. Now, too many people, and I'm going to end with this point here, think if I think positive, that's all I got to do. Thinking positive is an excellent start. And I would say that's about 80% of it. Positive thoughts, positive in, positive out. The 20% that is often neglected is the actionable step. You actually have to do something in order to make it happen. Last story I'm going to share with you. I, I talk to people, as you know, all the time. And the thing I seem to get more often than not, I say, hey, how's life going? How's things going? If, I know you talked about, uh, uh, I would use a couple of teachers. And they're wonderful teachers. I think they're you know, in the right profession. But they want a little bit more. And I, I respect the heck out of that. Because I taught for 11 years and uh, you know, against everybody else's thoughts, wishes. And uh, I don't know, I guess they thought I was crazy. Had a good, good, good gig going with the teaching. I really enjoyed it, too. I just quit cold turkey. Well, I turned in my resignation. I did it respectfully and honorably, but I quit. Left all my retirement, my uh, teacher's pension, left my, uh, I was tenured. So, you know, unless I screwed up royally, I was there. Of course, I always put forth my best. You know that. But I, I did that because I knew there was a bigger calling for me. But anyway, some of these teachers, I'll talk to them. They'll say, well, I'm just waiting for God to tell me what to do. And I'll say, yes, I love the fact that you believe in God and that you pray and you put your trust in God. That's, a, that's important. However, you have got to take action. God's not going to reach out and pluck you up and put you. You've got to take action. Trust in the Lord. Yes, I'm 100% on that. However, you've got to trust that he wants you to show him you're worthy, so to speak. You've got to take action. And the thing, I, this is the story I give every single time. I've gotten pretty good at it here. You've probably heard it, but you're going to hear it again. Here it is. There's a flood coming. And a guy's at his front door. The water's getting up to his steps. Guy comes along in a little paddle boat and says, hey, come on. The flood waters are coming. Get in the boat. I'll save you. He goes, no, no. My Lord Jesus Christ is going to save me. So, okay. Guy goes away. Water gets a little bit higher. Now it's up to his, his roof. He's standing on the, the, uh, the first level of his roof. Somebody comes by in a uh, motorboat and says, hey, man, the waters are coming. Come on, get on this boat. I want to save you. And the same reply, I'm waiting for my Lord to save me. He's going to save me. He's going to save me. Okay. Water gets all the way to the top of the roof. Now, this guy is knee-deep in water, and it's continuing to rise. A helicopter comes by, and they yell down, hey, grab the rope. We'll save you. 
And the guy says, no, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Jesus is going to save me. Well, the guy drowns. He gets up to heaven and he says, Lord, I, I believed in you. I put my trust in you and you let me drown. And God says, look, man, I sent a rowboat, a powerboat, and a helicopter to save you. You have got to take action to save yourself. I set the opportunity there. So that's the story I tell all the time with that. And I get the look, probably like the look you're giving right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But that's the thing. Yes, I'm all about. And I mean that. I'm honored that uh, we have a great church we go to, and I'm able to, my wife and I, teach the high school kids and then also the children's moment. That's absolutely wonderful. I believe in that. I start each day with this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I tell you, that inspires me to have my very best kicking day. But you have got to take action. No one, no one, no one, no one is going to do it for you. You have got to be the one. So, yes, we've got to be positive. That is A, number one, important. But just as important, you've got to take those actionable steps. And that's, once again, that power, that belief in yourself that you're going to do your best. You can say in your mind, I'm going to do my best, do my best, do my best. But if you don't take an actionable step and actually do it, (laughs) it's not going to happen. It's kind of a moot point. All right. So, guys, we've been going at it for a while now. Thank you so very much. And, And I mean this. I say this every show, but I mean this. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy day. And I know days are busy, days are hectic, but I do as much research as I can. And I'd come in here prepared to give you the best right hooks of reality to help you live your best kick in life with everything I do. And I'm so grateful for your time. To help our tribe grow, to help the positivity spread, share this podcast with others, subscribe to the podcast, tell others to subscribe to the podcast, because together we're going to develop this tribe and we're going to help the world, society, live a happier, healthier, safer life. And then, of course, you know, the end-all goal is we're all living our kick in life. You don't have to be kicking the ceiling. You don't have to be kicking at all. But it's a kick in the tail to believe in yourself, to be your absolute very, very best. So until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. God bless you and your loved ones. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.